0: Are you a professional optimised business? Time to look at Northern Peugeot Bandura to further professionalise your fleet with their updated commercial van range. The team at Northern Peugeot Bandura can help customise your fleet to your business needs. Stock arriving now, so secure your van and beat the rush before the end of financial year madness. Visit northernpeugeot.com.au or call 919-9008. Supply. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Palacios! It's an absolute peach!
1: He is driving! Yes! What a hit from Melina Rez!
0: Wow! And Sam Kerr
1: has a hat-trick.
0: Oh, one now!
1: And uh, hello, and welcome to another edition of Radio Dub. I know when I put the Twitter post out about like the new episode, I, went, I said Radio Dub returned. I feel like where radio dub is constantly in a phase of returning because I'm mm. not sure if we'll have an episode next week yeah just out of pure chaos you're just
2: kind of in out of habit now
1: yeah no exactly we're probably
2: we're, hasn't been, hasn't yeah. been an episode for a few weeks
1: ah, we've been we've been but, solid. no no we've but, been but but we have don't, been really good don't disrespect the podcast you're on I, I,
2: I, I'm, I I'm merely reflecting on what you just said no okay. but I, I agree that there's been a consistent stream of shows yes, excellent yes. shows over the last oh, couple stop. of months
1: don't do that to us don't do it to us <laughs> the ego is too much but we are in a really crucial, pivotal, it is the all-important all fixture, Sydney FC taking on Western United at Allianz on Sunday. Huge. Five o'clock kickoff? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Do you,
2: that's Do you embarrassing. Know, I,
1: it is embarrassing. But you know who will be able to tell us if it is a five o'clock kickoff? It's our first guess. I would
2: have thought you, but yeah, yes. Yes, sure no, go. honestly.
1: I'm a little disappointed in it's myself. It's 4pm. 4pm. I was close. An hour. You were a an hour. <laughs> Our first guest tonight, lucky enough to be joined by Sydney FC forward midfielder, False Nine. Not quite sure what the description of her position is, but it is Rachel Lowe. Rachel, thank you for joining us. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Good. Thank you. Rachel, I went through a couple lists of just a couple of positions. What is your technical (laughs) position? Like, we're still trying to figure it out because you do a lot of things really well, but I still don't know what's the tagline for Rachel Lowe. Striker? midfielder
3: false nine um I'd say I'm like a 10 but I've had to play like a bit further up because Maddie was injured obviously during the season um and I played nine a bit when I was younger so I guess I'm familiar with it um but yeah when I was put nine I didn't play it like a traditional nine I guess I was playing more of a false nine but um yeah I mean I don't mind anywhere kind of in the front third I'm happy to play <laughs>
2: Have you enjoyed the experience of playing in a, in a few different positions across the course of the season?
3: Um, I mean, I would have liked a bit more continuity, but I had I had like I've been sick, um, so I didn't I didn't start the season much at all. I was out um, really, so um, yeah. I mean, hopefully next season I can kind of lock down a position more, just get some more consistency. But yeah, I mean, it's always good to be versatile, and um, I I didn't mind to be honest. Yeah,
1: we liked it. We liked watching it. Yeah. Sydney FC, thrilling side going forward and defensively. But, Rachel, I'm going to be honest. I think you might be the unluckiest person in the competition because I think the uh, the, the Lions women, they've got something against you because I don't understand. By the smallest of margins, I swear sometimes I like Rachel Lowe is not offside, but the flag goes up. Do you feel unlucky sometimes when the flag goes Same. up and you're offside?
3: I know I, I've got a bit of some um, like stick from it from the coach as well like I obviously haven't played nine a lot so it's a bit new for me but I've, I've during the game I've been offside and I looked the lines and I'm like how was I offside she goes oh like just a little bit And I'm like geez like that's a bit harsh I <laughs> think yeah yeah we need to get
1: the, the tape measure out honestly the tape measure, I, I, the tape yeah. measure? no because I, I've modern seen solutions. no exactly modern solutions 2023 we're all modern here and radio dub but I'm watching it sometimes. I'm like, I swear to God, she wasn't offside, and I, I, I feel like I don't know if we need to like come up with a new system of a sign being like, Lions women have got to ask themselves three times: was she really offside? And if if the third time you say no, <laughs> Rachel O wasn't offside, keep the flag down.
2: Go to, <laughs> go to a jury. get go a to jury. jury verdict. Let's pause
1: for a second. Twelve <laughs> seconds. What's going on, guys? <laughs>
2: you just have twelve people <laughs> yeah. sitting on the side ready to hear any any claim, any appeal, and review it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw you in a bit more of the conventional midfield role on on, on the weekend with with Maddie Haley back back in that striker role. Were you, were you happy with with that dynamic and how it went? And is that giving you some confidence going into the big one this weekend?
3: Yeah, I think me and Maddie always like. I think we link up really well. Um, we obviously haven't, haven't got to play that much together this season, um, but we do like obviously in training. Um, we're on the same team sometimes, so I think we've just kind of been trying to get some um some like a bit of a relationship going on the field like i played with maca um since i was you know 12 so i know her very well and we don't really need much time to get into the swing of things but um yeah i mean I, i'm enjoying Ten and maddie is obviously such a great nine and i think for me it's just more just trying to find her as much as i can and um and i yeah i just i love playing with her because she doesn't lose the ball much and um and she's really creative, so I think yeah, it's been working well, and hopefully we can just kind of bring it together in the final. But yeah, it's been um, it's been good. See, we had Maddie
1: on last week, and we praised her passing ability because I think it's severely underrated. I think it's the most yeah. I- interesting aspect of her game, her ability to find players when they're trailing off, and she just fires a pass. I think it's very, very impressive. Now you talked about being mm-hmm. in the same team on in like training and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Rachel. Be honest with me. Who's the dom? What's the dominant team combination when we're doing training drills? Who's just winning? Like it's just don't even come up to us. We're done. You're finished. We're we're beating you right now.
3: <laughs> um, they are, the, the the coaches do try and like even it up, I guess. So it's not just like a one team smashing the other. Um, I don't know. It depends. I think in the like small sided games, midfielders just like kill it. Um, just because it's Upper alley, just like small, kind of tight areas. Um but then in big games obviously like I think um it's a bit of a cheat code when you've got caught behind speed, you just kind of <laughs> just like not be behind. But um yeah, I don't know. There's it, it changes a lot so often, so it's not really like one team that I guess would um yeah, be the the one that smashes the other, but it's has been fun, yeah. Are we
1: are we doing a captain's situation or is it just auntie picks? Because if – I'll be honest, if I was – if it was captain's situation, I'd have a scouting report every training session. Mm. I've seen you. You were limping <laughs> in the car park. You're not on my team this week. Yeah. How does it work? Like, you know, are we schoolyard picking or is it auntie just – or the coaches just go, you, 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 here, here, here?
3: Um, I think it started off just like – People picking, but then it got quite obviously very unfair. Um, So then, (laughs) I think as the seasons progressed, the coaches have had more input. So um, yeah, they don't like winning. They
1: don't like winning. Uh That's what I've just heard from that. They don't like winning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've gone this far in the interview so far, Rach, without expressly mentioning last weekend's game against Melbourne, victory that incredible Mm -hmm. semi-final win. I mean, it was was a really odd game and no doubt really difficult. Uh, for, for for you and your teammates to kind of persist with with the the efforts and the the attempt to break down a really stubborn Melbourne victory side, how how did you see that whole situation?
3: Yeah, I think it was pretty similar to late before um, against Weston. Obviously, we had a lot of possession, and um, it was kind of breaking down like a pretty um, disciplined block of, um, of 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 the victory players. So I think yeah, I think we did well to eventually kind of score, but yeah, it was getting to the point where, you know, we had so many shots on target, um, or shots on goal that, um, yeah, it was getting a bit frustrating. I think, I think it might be similar on the weekend Like we're, I mean, we're thinking that we're going to have quite a lot of possession. Um, and it's just about trying to break down that like deep block, um, which we haven't come across that much this season. So, um, yeah, I think the game against victory is probably a good test for us, um, coming into the finals. Cause it's probably going to be similar. Similar kind of test uh, that uh, West United are going to show. So, yeah, I think it was a good positive um, performance from us. But yeah, definitely things that we can kind of work on, and we have been working on this week in training. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was going to ask: Did you do you feel like you've learned things now going into the the game against West United? Considering how similar those two situations have been, do you feel more prepared than you did in week one of the finals to break down West United if you need to?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think um, obviously getting another game And I think Ante said something in the media about, oh, sorry, my dad just walked in. He
1: he doesn't get that you're a professional athlete. He's, He's just walking in. These guys, they don't understand these professional athletes. They've got things to do. (laughs)
3: uh, yeah, gosh. Um, I think Auntie said in the media, like, he was not happy, but he said that having another game was probably beneficial for us. Um, And I think that kind of was just, yeah, I think victory presents a similar challenge. So it was good for us to get another week of um, playing a game against a similar team. And then, yeah, I think we feel more prepared from that game and also just, yeah, having... Um, training this week and trying to work on things that we um, have seen from the Western game. So, yeah, it's been pretty positive. I, I, I want
1: to ask you in terms of the, obviously, the Western game and the victory game are, are quite similar in the way the, the games, how you guys had lots of possession, you're trying to break them down. Obviously, with Western getting that goal early on, it, it kind of changed the dynamic yeah. of that the game. But <laughs> As a player, how do you mentally stay, like, fully engaged and not get disheartened because when you're constantly pressing and and you have, like, really good opportunities but it's just not falling, like, the bounce is just not right, like, they get lucky with something, how do you stay mentally engaged in that and not, you know, lose a little bit of spirit? Because I think a lot of people would just be like, oh, this is just way too hard right now.
3: Yeah, I think um, it's just about – I think for us it's we we know that the time will come and it's just kind of um persisting and uh I think also choosing our times when to when to shoot, when to play that final pass. I think in the first Westing game we kind of missed that and we probably rushed a bit or, you know, didn't make the right decision. But um I think this week and, and from the victory game we've really worked on just kind of um yeah, picking our moments and, and being patient, being more patient than we were. I think um, that's really important going into the final. And obviously, it's a grand final, so everyone's going to be nervous and there's going to be, um, yeah, just it's going to be a bit chaotic, I think, at the start of the game. But, yeah, just kind of um, being patient and finding our rhythm. And then, um, yeah, I think we shouldn't get too frustrated if we can just enjoy the game. Um, so, yeah.
2: Psychologically we know that Melbourne Victory have been the team that has won the biggest games when when you've come up against them over the last couple of seasons. To reverse that result and actually get that win, what has that done psychologically for the group ahead of another grand final? Do you feel like maybe there's something different this time that can finally get you over the line?
3: Yeah, I think we were all kind of super happy when we saw Victory as us uh, for a semi-final, I think um Obviously, they've been a bit of an Achilles heel for us for the past two years, So, and I think a lot of the girls are quite superstitious, so I think <laughs> playing them in the semis not the final was really good for us. I think it kind of took the pressure off a bit. Um, but, yeah, I think playing Western, obviously, they're a, a new team in the comp, and they've done really well for their first season, um, but I think we really um, feel like this is our time to win the double like it hasn't been done before. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone's just really excited, and I think, yeah, not playing victory does take a bit of that kind of history out of it, which is nice.
2: <laughs> just to change tack a bit, you mentioned some of the girls being quite superstitious. Uh, are there any players who have particularly strange superstitions that that, yeah. that stand out to you? Is like that's that's a bit
3: oh. who's in the superstition hall of fame? Yeah. Uh, Charlotte McLean for sure. She's very superstitious. Um, I think Charlotte and Courtney have some superstitions. Um, Ante is very superstitious actually. Okay. Like if we, if we win a game, we like the next training, like the whole, the whole week of the training will look be identical to the week like that we won. So, um, <laughs> okay. if we lose, we'll change all the drills and like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, who else? I think, Taylor Ray, when she's playing, she's superstitious. But um, I don't know. I think, yeah, everyone's just quite used to a particular routine, and um, yeah, it's interesting.
2: So you saying sometimes you like loo- You kind of have to lose. Like, oh, I'm sick of doing the same yeah, no, drills I'm over not, and over. We need to <laughs> change it up. Just give me, give me something new, Arte. I
3: know. That's kind of. We we joke about it like oh what's the draw going to be today because we lost or something but um, <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's
1: no I, I I like that I like the, the having the like the system being like I'm going to stick with it that is but I will say that auntie one I think that's a superstition hall of fame kind of nominee right there like if there was a superstition <laughs> hall of fame I feel like that would be because it's quite it's very unique especially mm. for a coach like I thought you were going to say he like has to like wear like his suit jacket for like 20 minutes in the game. And then like that's his superstition. But I like <laughs> that one. I want to ask a little bit about you, Rachel. Obviously you've been a part of the like American collegiate system and you've come back. What was that like? Obviously you spent one season there. What was yeah. that like as an experience for you before coming back to the dub and, and, and going again?
3: Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I think, um, I think I didn't realize how good the players I was playing with were until I came back really. Like, um, I was playing with, you know, I don't know, uh, Jesse Fleming, is at Chelsea? Um, Ashley Sanchez, who's playing for the U S team and she's playing in the NWSL. Um, a couple of girls who are here in the Mexican national team, like, and a lot of them have gone on to play in the NWSL. So I think, um, yeah, I think I really improved from going there for that year. And, um, it, was definitely a different style of play, and it kind of opened my eyes to see how many good players there are. Like I playing in the college system, like every every team had very very good players. Um, so yeah, I mean I played against Maddie as well and BD Goad for Stanford. So um, did, how'd that
1: go? Yeah, how how would that go? Track record was it was you getting the W sh- or did they get the W?
3: I think so. When Maddie was there, Stanford Stanford beat us. Um,
1: so when you saw well, him, we when you saw her in training for the first time and you saw her come, <laughs> did you have to say something or did you just have to just beat her one time and be like, I know you won that last battle, but I'm here.
3: Uh, I, not really. Like I was just like thankful she came to our team, to be honest, because so, I remember I remember playing because I was I was younger than her. I was like two or three young, years younger than her. So I remember her playing. Um, she was playing. Her, her, their front line was her, Karina Macario and Sophia Smith, who were like all like, absolute beasts. Um, so I just remember thinking like, geez, she's like such a good player. And then, yeah, when I saw she signed for us, I was like so happy. Um, but yeah, no, college was definitely, um, a great experience. And, I mean, I came back cause of COVID, um, it was kind of that kind of iffy time between it was it going to go ahead. Was it not? And then I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to stay in Australia and play, um, for Sydney. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely a great experience and, um, taught me a lot.
2: Do you have any ambitions of going back overseas at some point as well? Is that on your radar or She wants are you to come
3: to Melbourne is
1: what the... I just heard from her because she doesn't like Sydney, so she's coming to Melbourne is what I just heard Rachel
3: say. I definitely want to go overseas, yeah, for sure. Um...
2: <laughs> that, that, it was a stonewall to your Melbourne comment there. No, was, Sorry, but on the overseas point, sorry, Rachel.
3: <laughs> no, I, I do want to go overseas. I think um, I've got a British passport, which really helps, so I think Hopefully, if I have a really good season next year, I can um, kind of, yeah, get some offers overseas. Like, I've had, I was, I've had some opportunities, but I just want to go at the right time, right team. Um, so, yeah, I definitely want to go over um, anywhere in Europe I think it would be amazing to play in, like, different culture. Um,
1: yeah. How do you know when's the right time to go overseas? Because, like, I imagine, like, obviously the decision to go to the collegiate system in America, that must have been a massive decision, but... To go and play professionally in a different country, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of things that go way into that. How do you decide this is the right place? This is the right, like country coach. This is the right for mm-hmm. my me and my game.
3: Yeah, I think that's like the hardest part. I think, um, like you don't really know until you get over there. Um, and I've I've had so many friends that have gone over, and they've had positive and negative experiences. So I think it kind of can be a bit of a flip of a coin, but. Yeah, you're just gonna do your research. I think um obviously the more well known the team are, the kind of better the chances are that what they've what you've seen and what they've told you are gonna work out. So I think um and obviously as the as the women's game gets more investment, there's gonna be um, more and more teams that are, you know, providing a good environment and stuff like that. So I think um you just kinda go got it got to go with your gut. And I think obviously careers aren't that long, so you can't really wait around until the perfect opportunity comes because there is there is no perfect opportunity. Um and yeah, you just gonna make the most of it. But at the same time, like I do think there's some there's definitely cases for staying in Australia and de- developing and being around your sport network. Um like I know a lot of girls in the team have chosen to stay here when they could easily go overseas, but I think it's all personal preference and um, ultimately you play best when you're happy. So I think that's the most important thing. So, yeah.
2: All right, Rachel, here and now, back to the, the present, this Sunday, grand final, why is Sydney FC going to win?
3: Oh, good question,
1: Oscar. I like that, man.
3: Nice. <laughs> Do I have to, like, convince you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah on. go on. <laughs> this, is, this is Judge um, Judy. Come on, uh, convince uh, us. Judge <laughs> Judy. <laughs> um... I just think it's it's our time and I think obviously we're premiers and I think winning the premiership kind of shows consistency across the across the league and um yeah I think we've got a really solid team and we've now got all our players back so I think we're really kind of looking strong um but obviously it's not going to be easy and Western have a have a really good team as well so I think it's just kind of going to be come, going to come down to kind of who turns up on the day and um yeah, I think whoever kind of gets a hold of the game first is going to kind of be able to ride it out. Um, but no, I don't know. I don't want to say too much really. No, that's fair. That was a good, solid answer. We're going to
1: ask Mark Torcaso from Western United how why Western are going to win. We'll deliberate over. Yeah. We'll deliberate over two verdict. cases. Oscar is trained to be a lawyer, so yeah. it's actually perfect that he's on the show today. But
2: we won't give our verdict till Monday. We, exactly.
1: So we, we can't really be wrong about the whole situation. Rachel... Good luck on the weekend. Uh, congratulations on a really great season with Sydney FC Premiers and hopefully you guys can do the double for you guys. But um, thank you for joining us on the show. Good luck. I think so. And uh, we'll head to a break here on Radio Dub and then uh, we'll chat to Mark Torcaso after the break. Pickett, She lays
0: it off. Teresa Paulinas. It's an absolute peach. is
1: Tomorrow, and uh, back here on Radio Dub. If you missed the first 20 minutes of the show, we uh, were lucky enough to be joined by Rachel Lowe from Sydney FC ahead of the grand final this weekend. And here on Radio Dub, obviously, I'm friend Frempong, Oscar Rutherford. I remember I realised I didn't actually introduce us. Mm. I just assume people know who we are no, when they, they listen they know. to one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check the description. Um, but it wouldn't be fair and it wouldn't be right. To have a grand final preview without talking to both sides, so of course we had to call in Mark Torcaso from the big guns, exactly from Western United. Mark, friend of the show. Mark, how are you?
0: I'm very well. I'm just with the next crop of Western United players here at Cold United. That's where I am.
1: (laughs) This man's dedicated. You see, (laughs) on the ground, on the ground, (laughs) on the ground floor, entry level. He knows. He's seen and scouted the talent. He already knows. Mark, are you seeing? Are you seeing a couple of titles there when you're seeing some of these colder girls play? Like ah, there's a couple of titles here. A league women's here, here, here.
0: There's some special ones here, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mark.
2: Big week for you, obviously. I mean, big weekend. There's 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 a grand final. It's re- I mean, you're looking relatively chilled and relaxed at the moment. Although I I was remembering the last time you were on the show. You you did speak about how how nervous you get as a coach, kind of all the time, and how you talked about oh last season at colder I was nervous for a Nike FC cup early round cameras, match Oscar. against Burundara. With all of that in mind, how, how are you feeling this week? How how how's how are the
0: nerves? Really good. I'm walking around on kilo Park Reserve, standing on crickets, um, just squashing them with my feet. Now I'm I'm, ex- exa- I'm really excited to be honest. Like we're um. The girls are fantastic the last you know, week and a half that we haven't played. Um, and, yeah, it's exciting. To be quite honest, I don't I don't feel nervous at all and I don't think any of the players feel nervous at all. I think we're just in a really good space, um, a deserving space, to be quite honest, and we're just going to run with it and we're going to go and enjoy it and whatever finish, however it finishes, it finishes, but we're going to give it our absolute best and enjoy every moment of what this is going to bring.
1: Now, obviously this is like a brand new experience heading into the finals this week have there been different things like how you had to do where you're like you're like oh god I can't believe I've got to do this or like it's just reminded you constantly like oh wow we've got an A-League women's grand final on Sunday
0: um no nah, like we've tried to keep everything as simple and as normal as possible like without sort of confusing too much hence why I'm here am I working my other job at Cold United. So, um, no, just trying to keep everything simple and um, the same. Like, we don't we, we don't like, like to change too much in what we do. And that's one thing I've noticed with this group of girls is we like consistency um, and we like to just prepare the best way possible. And we haven't really hyped up, you know, grand final and, you know, all this type of stuff. All we've been focusing on is, you know, we've got to the final game of the season and that's where we wanted to get to. That's the goal that we set at the start of the year and um, – that's where we're at so it's it's just an exciting time and really proud of everyone to be quite honest
2: no doubt you are watching along over the weekend for the sydney fc melbourne victory semi final sydney who will be playing what did you what did you make of i guess that game and what are you expecting to see from sydney this weekend a team in a very different position to you in terms of experience
0: in these situations yeah i mean sydney's you know shown to be probably the best the best team in the, in the league um You know they got some of the best players, obviously going around, best young players going around. So, and Ante's obviously been at the helm for many, many years. So it's we know it's going to be a challenge. And you know even when we played them the week before, it was yes we got the result, but you know they're a fantastic side, and we have to be on our game. Um, As we also saw at the victory game, you've got to be on your game for ninety minutes, otherwise they can get you at any point. So um, you know we've done our own homework homework on them, um, but we're going to focus purely on us and go out and enjoy it and and play with enthusiasm and excitement and um, let everyone enjoy the experience. And uh, hopefully it all takes care of itself and we get ourselves a result.
1: Now, obviously in the head-to-head, you guys are up at the moment. Now, how were your nerves in that first, in that game against Sydney FC? Because I saw some video and you, it's, I thought I could see your heart beating out (laughs) of your chest. Like you look stressed. (laughs) How were you feeling?
0: Um, It's interesting you say that because the last, the last sort of four weeks of the season, um, I've noticed myself coaching a little bit different and uh, I've been a little bit more active on the bench. I don't know if you guys have noticed that as well, but um, I'm usually a lot calmer and um, relaxed and sitting on my esky, enjoying the game and, you know, little messages here and there. But I've not- the last few weeks, I've been a little more active and, yeah, definitely nerves, nerves um, last, you know, two weeks ago now. So, um, but, you know, I also have to contain that to make sure that the players don't feel that and, and they get to enjoy the experience and, and literally, you know, like they did uh, against Sydney last time, you just fight to the end. And, um, yeah, we came away with it. It was definitely nerve-wracking, though. I guarantee you that.
2: <laughs> How much does it affect what, the, I guess, the, the mindset and the approach to this weekend knowing that you beat Sydney FC just over a week ago?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, as I said before, it's that was a good win. Uh, don't get me wrong, we, you know, we fought fought to the nail for that win, and, and we got the result. But it's it, for us. It's now just focusing on what we need to focus on. And it was great to win that game, but it, it's another game. It's another. It's a, it's another big game, in fact. But it's another game, and you know Sydney's going to come out uh, as best as they can. So uh, we're just going to be as ready as we possibly can. And uh, as I said before, just really enjoy the moment.
1: Now, Mark, are you going to release a book after you finished? <laughs> about just how what it takes to be a success because you just can success just continues to follow you you know with colder and now with West united in your first season are you going to write a book like is are you going to be on oprah just discussing what it is to be a winner and to be successful
0: you can help me be my editor if you want <laughs> no it's, it's um honestly right like i just i love this game like i love this game and I uh, and i love being able to provide opportunities for players and it's not I don't think it's um, – I don't want to sound like arrogant or anything, but I don't think it's brain surgery, mate. It's not it, – it's something that you've got to love and enjoy and you've got to help the people around you love and enjoy it as well. Um, and it just doesn't mean players. It means your staff and everyone that's involved in it. And um, if you create that, that setting and environment, then, yeah, it does It does come. It just naturally then falls in, in place. And, like, if you look at that game two weeks ago against Sydney, yes, they were on top of us and, they you know, had plenty of shots on target. But – We stuck to our guns. We worked extremely hard for each other and the result came our way. So it's just a little bit of, I guess, faith and um, trust in your team and the players around you and the people around you. And um, there's no – honestly, there's no secret. It's literally just make people around you enjoy what they do um, and and consistently and, and it will come. It's so interesting to hear you, Mark, talking. Uh, I guess with with
2: a degree of relaxation and comfort with, with the nice, way yeah? things have gone. I mean, th- things be have nice. been good for Mark Dalcasio over the last yeah. few weeks, haven't they? Is is what, what is it that allows you to, I guess, almost sit back and say the the work has been done. I believe in the group, and what happens happens. What 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 gives you that comfort?
0: Uh, I think that comes from the top, like of our, our club. Um, you know, we went into this season with some expectations obviously to be a competitive team and to really go out there and just cause havoc and uh, upset a few oppositions and um, that was our goal and once we got to that sort of seven eight mark where we were I think seven and zero we started to believe in the group and we started to really go hang on a sec we're, we're here to play we're here to do this um, and then it got yeah just literally from that point the girls really started believing in each other and, and what they wanted to do. And, you know, even us, us as stuff and stuff, we believed in what we wanted to do. And um, it was just – it just started – it just kept rolling and kept rolling. And, um, you know, I had this conversation with Jess McDonald. It was like we got to the sixth game because we had this pact that um, we wanted to win all nine that I had her for as a, as a lone player. And we we got to like four games, and we're like a couple more, and then we got to six games, like a couple more, and we got to that seventh game. It was like we we only need a couple more, and and that's it. And then we actually lost one of them. And then uh, it was just great to to share that experience. But it was just constant belief in the group. And um, I'm probably feeling more relaxed now in this going into this week than I was um, going into the semi final because I feel like that we've we've succeeded and we've exceeded a lot of expectations. And it's just a great opportunity for these players.
1: I, I love to hear that. And to hear about Jess McDonald, who was such a, a really key part of that early run for Western United and, and provided some really great moments. Some players that you've got have, have have been unsung heroes. I thought particularly Kylie Johnson in that semi-final against Sydney SC. She was just kept constantly kept driving and going forward. How impressed have you been with her and her development this season and, and some of the, the, the players who were probably maybe like some clubs had said, no, nah, you're not really what we want at our club, but you've they've got them at your club, and they're doing really well, and you're in an A League Women's Grand Final."
0: Yeah, Carly's Carly's been unbelievable. Like she, obviously, she struggled the first few weeks, you know, having moved interstate and away from home for the very first time as an 18 year old kid, um, and that was expected over the first few weeks. And it was, I guess, touch and go at that point. You know, is she going to be able to adjust? Um, and she just adjusted. Like after you know, working with people like Jess and, and Chloe and stuff and she just adjusted and she's been unbelievable and, you know, I I love the way she goes about it or she's so dedicated. Um, she wants the best out of herself and, you know, she'll get those rewards in the future with, you know, hopefully being picked in some other young Matildas and uh, under-23s and all that type of stuff in the coming, you know, coming sort of months. Um, but th- there's a lot of stories, you know, Alain Cern, the Twins, the Toronto Twins, you know, um, a lot of players that have just sort of, you know, thrived in this environment and enjoyed it and proved to, I guess, the nation that they're good enough.
1: Now, Mark, are you more stressed heading into an A-League Women's <laughs> Grand Final or heading, were you more stressed heading into an MPL Victoria Grand Final?
0: <laughs> I reckon once we jump on that plane, I'll start feeling it. Um, but there's no doubt Nike FC Cup at CB Smith Reserve <laughs> will always cause some uh, some nerves, mate. Don't <laughs> you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> especially, on a windy, especially on a windy evening just Oh, a windy
2: night thing. at yeah, CV no. Smith No, fair worst. enough Absolutely awful Those kinds of conditions I mean, you <laughs> mention it being in Sydney there's, there's a lot of discourse around that We don't need to tap too far, far into that How does that affect your preparation and your mindset Knowing <laughs> that, it, that it is going to be in Sydney And that it's, it's another away game Does that change anything?
0: Um, No, our record's been pretty good uh, on away trips, so um, our girls prepare extremely well. Um, Our staff prepare our players really, really well, and our club provides the best possible uh, environment for them to to prepare. Um, So, you know, again, we'll treat this as a a grand final, yes, but we'll treat it as an away trip and prepare the same way that we've prepared in other away games, and Uh, enjoy it as well, because that's, I think, the biggest um, part of these, you know, being part of these opportunities is enjoying each other's company on away trips and, um, you know, getting to know people in a different way and and then going to do something that you absolutely love um, and doing it together and hopefully winning together and enjoying all those moments.
1: No, I'm looking forward to the grand final. I'm going to be there. I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, I want to ask, Mark, are you, once this is all done, are you coming back to watch the MPL? Like how have you been tracking with keeping up with the MPL? Like, I want to know what your thoughts on the MPL currently this season, are.
0: Huh? Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit up and down at the moment. It's it's an interesting league. So I don't know if it's um reached the heights that it has in the last few years. But we get it, Mike, Mon- uh, you're <laughs> not there. We get
2: he's it. It's going, yeah. going cold as not <laughs> waltzing through the league. This What's guy, this? Yeah. It's falling apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, they will though, don't you worry, they will. But it's it's um I think I think you got a lot of players that are playing A-League at the moment and they'll all return to their clubs. Um, you know, Cola Boleyn, Heidelberg, South. You know, a lot of those clubs will pick up a few players and um, I think we'll see a different league over the next few weeks uh, as these players return. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt, and I know you guys will vouch for this too, being um, supporters of the league, you know, having a third team in Melbourne has definitely provided and shown that our league is strong enough here in Victoria. and You know, Three teams from Victoria finished the top four at the end of the season, so that's telling us that there's a lot of talent here and a lot of talent in, in the NPL Victoria, and you know, saying that, a lot of probably talent in the, the the league below as well, the VPLW. So, um, I definitely will be probably at every single game that I can be at for Calder, and I'm still watching every single game that's on uh, that's on NPL TV, even when we're on a away trip. So, um, a keen eye on what happens in this league because there is definitely some gems and there's definitely some talent.
2: Have you spent much time thinking about the, the the deeper impact of I guess making the grand final and even winning it on Victorian football and at the state league level?
0: What's that? Sorry, I'll be uh,
2: I was saying if if you've if it's been on your mind at all the the repercussions or the the consequences for Victorian football if Western United were to win the league in their inaugural season with a lot of players who've come through that system. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know. Would you say consequences, or would you say, um, you know, good? Uh, hopefully, that what what does is yes,
2: good consequences.
1: Yeah, good.
0: Uh, yeah, you hope that it actually makes other teams in the league increase their um their value for women's football, and you know some of these clubs that have got male attachments, um, big clubs that got male attachments actually invest a lot more into into their women's teams, just like they do with their men's teams. So, um, that was honestly, and I. This is really honestly saying this to you guys. That was my goal when I started at Calder all those many years ago, and in, in 2016 was just to change the dial of the game in this state, and you know, up the game and make other teams up their game. So then players have the the best opportunity to play A League, um, or more importantly, um, you know, to to get exposure in in the in the uh, national teams.
1: Well, you've certainly done that with the likes of Alana Cern getting into mm. those uh, the squads and things like that, and play that we've thoroughly been impressed by her ability. Now, Mark Oscar asked Rachel Low why Sydney FC uh, will be the the winners. I want to ask you why will Western United? Because this is a, this is an episode of Judge Judy right now on Radio Dub. Why will <laughs> Western United win? The
0: flag. What's
1: what's what's in your favour? The flag. The flag. What have I doing? It. What if I just done no sharing?
2: rules?
0: violation. <laughs> 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 no, I think uh, I think we've got a lot of a lot of love for each other in, in the team, and a lot of passion. And um, as you would have seen throughout the season, we work hard for each other, and it doesn't matter when when the game is could be gone um, or you could be in front. <clears throat> the players will just continually work for each other uh, and for us as staff and, and our club. So. Um I think that if we win this game it's gonna come down to the fact that we're just working a lot harder than the opposition and for each other. Um and because we actually really want to be around each other and want to enjoy success uh, for each other. And there's nothing more that I want um, than for, you know, some of these players like Alana Cern, um, the twins, you know, Natasha Dakic, Alyssa Delast. There's nothing more that I want for them to be able to stand on that podium at the end saying that they've won a championship in the A-League uh, after coming out of an MPL and winning one there. So um, there's a lot of drive for that. Um, and and that's the like probably the, the biggest thing that I'd say that why I think we can get over line because we've really got a passion to win for each other.
2: Well, Mark, we know you're a busy person, so we don't want to keep you for too much longer. The last one from me is just uh, uh, look far beyond me to to give you advice on anything, really. Yeah, please. Let, this let man's alone got a book tour coming. Ever, I I, like, sure. I agree. Let, let alone tactical matters, but I do just want to mention, just flag it, just so it's in the back of your mind. We mentioned last time you were on the the uh, the radio dub bounce that players oh, have man. immediately after they appear on the program. They play saying, really well yeah. the next week. Last week we interviewed Madison Haley and Madison Haley scored. I'm not saying. Oh, uh, I'm, no. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, <laughs> and I'm just letting you know that we did interview Rachel Lowe this week. So if there were a player that you were thinking of targeting yeah, or exactly. clamping down on, that that I, I might steer you in that direction. Not to give you advice. It's
1: just. It's a thing. You interviewed
2: me. Does
0: that does that have any weight?
1: Yeah, well, it is. You just, you got the radio dub bounce as well.
0: That's true. It's so true.
1: maybe they cancel each other. They cancel out each different other different out.
0: out. <laughs> Didn't work too well for Claudia. Hey, I, I forgot also. You guys gave. You guys asked me to give a shout out to the NPL Victoria's players. I've got to give a shout out to the commentators and the people that have also helped this game become very special. So um, you guys also deserve a lot of credit in helping um, change the game. Not just us uh, as coaches and players. You guys and the media and what you're doing um, to constantly battle for these young young girls that want to play at the highest level. It's it's a credit to what you guys do too.
1: Oh, we we really appreciate it. here on Radio Dove, You know we're all about We're all about the talent. We're all about all about the kids. Let the kids play. Mark, thank you. Really, really appreciate it, as always coming on the show. Good luck on the weekend. Thank you. For to MPL Victoria. Am I, uh,
0: I going go. to see you the stands or what? We're going to see you there. Yeah,
1: no, I, I am actually. I'm doing uh, content for the APL, so I will actually be following Western United on the day. So you know, hopefully wearing it's... wearing your green top. Uh, it might be green. <laughs> maybe, guys. Maybe. No, I. Could be look, that
2: overt. Yeah, could
1: be. You know, maybe some like green, like trim on the yeah. shoes or something like that. But um, Mark, thank you. Really, really appreciate you joining us and good luck on the weekend. And that is all from us here oh. on Radio Dub. Make sure you tune in to Paramount on Channel 10 uh, for the grand final. It'll be on free to air television. And uh, Oscar, thank you. For joining us, thank you. Yes. Really, really appreciate it. We'll be back. We'll be back to talk about the. Fight. Oh yeah, of course, Wouldn't miss it. For we'll the have world. somebody. We'll have somebody from the winning team on, guaranteed. Sure. If it's yeah, I, I was about to say something, and I definitely shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to commit too hard. Don't <laughs> want to commit too hard. <laughs> Bye for now, and uh, see you next time.
0: Picket she lays it off Teresa Puliars.
1: <laughs> it's an absolute.